2: fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.
1: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. What's up? Welcome to another episode of Serious Issues, a weekly comic book podcast. Coming to you live and direct from King's Comics in Sydney, 310 Pitt Street. If you ever are in Sydney, come visit. And uh, maybe if you're lucky, you'll hear us ranting in the back room. The us I'm referring to is me, Andrew Levins.
0: And me, Siobhan Curtis.
1: Uh, And we are the hosts of this great podcast that's been Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just chugging along for (laughs) a million years. That's right. Been here before. We've been chugging along for 50 issues of Batman,
0: yep. at oh least. God, we sure have.
1: Um, and uh, that is just one of the many comics we're going to be talking about in today's episode because this podcast is all about comic books, specifically the ones that came out last week. We're going to be talking about all of them, letting you know which of the new series that you should jump on board with right now, mm-hmm. and also which of the, let's just go out with a random number, 50th issues, for example, <laughs> that you should avoid like the plague. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we talk about all comics from uh, DC, Marvel, Image, and uh, other publishers like Dark Horse, IDW, etc. Um, and uh, we begin every episode by talking about the new number ones that came out last week, the brand new series um, from all the publishers. Um, and this segment is called First Things First. And we're going to kick things off with uh, a, a multiple review of, uh, of many Marvel number one issues that started. Hey um, Captain America number one is uh is the new series uh helmed by brand new Captain America writer Tana Coates making his way over from uh the Black Pantherverse uh over at Marvel um he is joined by artist Leonel Francis Yu um colorist Jerry Ang Alanguian Lin and uh, Sonny Go as well nice um and uh this um book i guess this is like it's almost like uh you know, your average Captain America reader's nightmare, worst nightmare. Like the, the, the black writer who's been making Black Panther the, the political book that it deserves to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is now coming over to your beloved white bread Captain America book and he's going to ruin it forever. Hell yeah. And um, I really wanted that to happen. (laughs) I I wanted something really, really crazy and controversial. But instead we got like a pretty by the numbers uh, Captain America story that I thought was like a solid start. Yeah. um, With um, better than usual, Lionel Francis Uh, Yu. I think mm -hmm. when he's given the time to actually let his artwork shine, it does. Absolutely. Sometimes I feel like he's like, quick, the, the event book Cartoonist uh, is broke. Broke his arm. L- Lionel Francis, you get in there. You got three hours.
0: <laughs> you got three hours to do ten pages. Get a move on.
1: Um, so yeah, I thought this is this book was a, was a solid start. But I don't think like even in recounting the plot for you, I can't even tell you what happened. It was just kind of.
0: Yeah. Look, I mean, I think it was. Um, it, it's a pretty normal like Cap is back. Cap is Cap is back, and he's Cap again. But yep. no one trusts him because there was an evil Cap running around. So I think it's like I like him trying, he's dealing with the fallout of that and also sort of saying something maybe about like the cyclical nature of sort of um politics and governments and things like that. You know, the second one sort of violent um group is ousted from this area in Russia a new equally sort of horrifying violent group takes over and yep. Cap is sort of in this difficult position where no one trusts him and no one trusts his his face. Um, and he can't really do anything. I like it.
1: Yeah, He's I really, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I, but I just, it
0: didn't, it didn't do anything like drastically
1: different. Which is what I was expecting. It referenced a lot of, a lot of it was mired in what happened in Secret Empire, which mm-hmm, I, mean, mm-hmm. I guess you know is not what I was expecting at all. I almost felt like Mark Wade's small run. Kind of just was like, oh, it's fixed now. People like Cap again. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. We're good. Yeah. Um, so it was strange to kind of return to this lack of trust. But um, I enjoyed uh, the use of Bucky, who's in full Winter Soldier getup and uh, taking the drastic measures that uh, Cap isn't likely to, using his yep. gun to take out uh, various clones of the great character Nuke. Yep, who, I liked
0: I liked the mini nukes.
1: Are they mini? That's in regular size. I said
0: mini, sorry. But oh, yes. Mini. Look, I'd like a
1: mini. Mini, uh, that would be. An army of mini nukes. Or a well, mini series. Little... Mini nuke. Mm, good. Um, he, and he gets he, he eats pim particles, and yeah. <laughs> he's just like this raging little dude.
0: I'm into it.
1: Okay, that's that's who let's, loves let's, America and war. <laughs> Great, Um just fighting ants <laughs> sounds good. Um, and uh, of course Sharon, um, who is still old. <laughs> um, it's still gonna,
0: getting some, it done. Relationship wise,
1: yeah, but uh, yeah, Sharon's it, on 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 Steve's team. Uh, I reckon the bomb like like the actual. Main driving force of the, of the plot will be revealed in the next issue. We yeah. kind of get this. Really, t- like this is a
0: bit of a subtle like, leading us into what is going to be probably a more dramatic change.
1: Yeah, it felt like a zero issue of sorts for sure. But instead, it was an action, a- extra paged, four ninety nine issue
0: with a really nice Alex Ross cover.
1: Yeah, and then one one for next week. Next month looks pretty good too. Yep. Do you reckon he's in, a, like, an elevator? Is that him in an elevator with yeah. a flag? Why so, have you got a flag in an elevator, Cap? This is
0: Captain America. He has an emergency flag at all times.
1: And a pole. Where yeah. does he keep the pole, Siobhan? When you like to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next Marvel number one we're going to talk about is uh, Death of the Inhumans, number one. This is going to be the first of two uh, Donny Cates penned books we're going to be talking about uh, today. Um, and uh, it's called, yeah, Death of <laughs> the Inhumans. Yeah, sorry. What were you going to say? I was
0: just going to say, why did he apologize? Why did he apologize to people? Why was there like... I saw a headline of a story that I never clicked on that was like, Johnny Cates apologizes to Inhumans fans. Is it just because he killed a bunch of Inhumans in this issue? Okay. (laughs)
1: Particularly one that... Like is maybe the most beloved of all of the human inhumans. So spoilers. Oh
0: god, yeah, I did forget about that until I just saw it. <laughs> I, I, I know
1: it wasn't a real apology. I think it was an apology in advance because Fake he was going to do some real, real gnarly things to death to, to the, the the not really that beloved inhumans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so let's do a little bit of history for uh, inhumans uh, over the last few years at Marvel. There was the of course the big conspiracy that Marvel were increasing their presence in uh, in the Marvel universe to make up for the fact that they did not have the license for the X Men. Mm. Um, and so we had like an Inhumans book, a new Inhumans book. Um, and there was of course the Terrigen cloud that was killing the X-Men. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people that said the Inhumans sucked and everything about them sucked, didn't actually read the Inhumans books because there was a lot of good Inhumans books in Absolutely. there. I enjoyed a lot of Charles Soule's Inhumans run. Um, I really, really liked the Royal series by Al Ewing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and of course there was Saladin Ahmed's excellent, um, Black excellent. Bolt Miniseries as well um, So Now we have the series Death of the Inhumans Which has been written by Marvel's uh, New star mm-hmm. Donny Cates um, With art by Ariel Olivetti o- Olivelli, And colours by Jordi Belair And uh, yeah as it, as it says on the cover uh, A bunch of Inhumans Are going to die In fact Tens of thousands of them Die mm-hmm, in this mm-hmm. issue um, and uh there is this like you know kind of generic bad he ev- basically looks like the evil joker batman from uh he does that's exactly what it is from he looks dark like. knights metal uh, is but is
0: like a black bolt version
1: that's right he's uh, kind of like you know uh, transporting himself around the around the universe and killing all the Inhumans that he can he's just mm-hmm. culling them down they're a, they're, they're, they're a threat to the Kree in mm-hmm. the future and uh, so he's killing them and um, the first reveal of, of uh, okay there's going to be some spoilers over the next couple of minutes for Death of Inhumans so skip forward a little bit if you plan to read this so I have not yet but um, the first people he kills are like those four queens
0: yep yep. Not, we'll queen, Medu- the-
1: not Medusa but like the one one of them has like a horse face fish
0: ladies and that sort of stuff
1: so and I was like oh shit he killed those guys I don't know any of their names but I was like oh, they're, they've, been, oh. they've been a now thing now Black Bolt's only got one wife it's yes. a
0: shame <laughs> poor man
1: how can he cope? Um, and then uh, we just see like a bunch of like, yeah, kind of like faceless inhumans kind of in orbit, mm-hmm, dead, mm-hmm. their bodies in uh, dead. Um, and as Black Bolt kind of scrambles uh, to kind of stop this threat, um, who should he come? The, the threat comes face to face with Maximus the Mad, um, and, who tries to take him down. Um, of course, Medusa has been, uh, she's not quite dead, but she's been... Uh, uh, injured. Gravely injured, mm-hmm, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and while she recovers, Black Bolt it goes to join Maximus in battle, um, but it's too late because the issue ends with uh, this evil man using his weird mouth powers to disintegrate Maximus the Mad mm. and Lockjaw.
0: And then all of New Arctilian. Oh, really? Isn't that what it says? It's all ashes. Oh,
1: shit. All right, so everything's dead.
0: Everything's dead. Everyone's dead except for like Black Bolt and Crystal. Great. Just Great.
1: So, here's my theory with this series, which I thought was it was fun. I don't understand why it needs to exist cuz I, I but I am I am an, a fan of what they've been doing over the last few years so totally. whatever, but I think this is the like this is how they win everybody over who, who's been hating in humans by, by killing fucking them killing all. them all. Cause <laughs> then they read this series like, Oh man, Donny Cates is magic. You know, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he's reset it, blah, blah. So that then it's going to be like this new series. It's going to spin out of this. It's going to be like, you know, I reckon black bolts probably going to die too. There's going to be some, some, cause we know that they're never going to fuck with Ms. Marvel. She's technically inhuman. Moon yep. girl's fine. Yep. I saw Inferno in a comic this week. He's oh, fine. Yeah. I'm sure Flint. Yeah. I guess Flint's fine. Flint's fine. Um, no
0: one cares about him. Everyone's forgotten.
1: But. Weirdly, they're killing all the ones that, that people actually like. Yeah. Like the classic Kirby yeah. um, creations.
0: Like, why kill Lockjaw?
1: Yeah, it's real, real weird. But I guess it's, you know, it's going to tug at the heartstrings and it's going to be like, oh, you, you won't believe what Donnie Kate has done now. Mm. And so everyone's going to pick up, this is going to sell pretty well and people will buy into it. And then there's, there's going to be a spin off series off the back of it in which
0: everyone comes back. Exactly.
1: One by one, the issue by issue or something of like that. The Inhumans. And then everyone's going to be an Inhuman fan. That's the way it's going to go.
0: Well, thank goodness. I can't wait for this. Future, yeah. In which we all love the Inhumans. Did you like this as an issue? Uh, it was fine.
1: Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, it was like it
0: didn't do that much for me, but it was fine. I quite I like his voice for um. Black Bolt.
1: Yeah, I like that Black Bolt used sign language throughout this issue. Yep, that's something
0: that he doesn't always do. Like, Usually, even, he's just like no one can understand me. Even behind <laughs> the back, sign language.
1: Mm. Pretty impressive.
0: Pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, it was fine.
1: Yeah, that was pretty good. Donny Cates also wrote a new uh, book spinning out of his Thanos series. Um, We get Cosmic Ghost Rider, number one, uh, written by Donny Cates, with art by Dylan Burnett and Antonio Fabella. Good art. Great art. Really enjoyed the art on this one. And uh, this was just a whole bunch of goofy fun because um, if you've not read Thanos, um, the Donny Cates run, um, you won't know that – the cosmic ghost rider is Frank Castle, a.k.a. the Punisher, um, who after years and years of being the Punisher, kind of came face to face with various cosmic entities that he made deals with and got more and more powerful. And so he
0: became, he went to hell, he became a ghost rider, and then he became a herald of Thanos, yep. and then he traveled the universe as a cosmic ghost rider. And then he died and gets taken to Valhalla, which he is not into,
1: because
0: he's yeah, like, there's he- no one for me to punish here.
1: Exactly. That's yeah.
0: all I'm good for.
1: So, so uh, what's his name? Odin sends him back to back to whatever realm space is. Fucking whatever. The space realms. Space. <laughs> um, and he's the Cosmic Ghost Rider again. Um, which also
0: means that he's like crazy, you guys.
1: But I like that. No,
0: I don't. say <laughs> I said it really sarcastically. But he's like, whoa, I'm totally crazy.
1: Is the, when, how, which, which panel did you say that Phoenix. in? but he decides uh, to subtext. be the, to be the first person to um, to bravely shoot baby thanos in the face.
0: Uh-huh. uh-huh. But he can't do it. Obviously, cuz he's innocent. Cuz when he does, I always forget that Ghost Rider has the penance stare. Yep. Hilarious. A good power. So he goes to penance stare <laughs> baby thanos, but realizes he's innocent, so straps him to the front of his chest with chains and now baby Thanos and Cosmic Ghost Rider are on his cosmic motorcycle to have adventures.
1: Yeah, cuz he's going to raise Thanos Great. to be a good man.
0: Great. I love it.
1: Yeah, so, so great. So funny, so weird. Definitely won't fail. For why? Um, but this, is, this is a bunch of silly fun, and this is the Donny Cates that I prefer to the quite somber notes that we got in The Death of Inhumans.
0: Absolutely. That wasn't fun at all. No, not fun.
1: Weirdly, seeing a tele- teleporting dog evaporate. Yeah, uh, I'm because, not into Because it, of personally. someone's mouth, not very fun.
0: Not, not fun.
1: Now that I say it, though, maybe it was fun. <laughs> so the final number one from Marvel this week was uh, Marvel Rising Squirrel Girl and Ms. Marvel number one. Um, we had the alpha issue of this little event. Did you read this one? Nope. Well, you should have. It, it was... like it's
0: based on a phone game.
1: <laughs> it, you it, know it, what I mean? Is did, it? Did you read the alpha issue of this? No, yes, you, did. Where, where... Nah, you told me about it. Oh, right. Okay, sure. So basically, um, Ms. Marvel is in Squirrel Girl's class. Oh, uh, uh, about... no, I did read this. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. I thought so. Computer science or whatever the fuck. And uh, there's a girl in the, in the class who also is an inhuman, but her inhuman power is that she can pull things out of video games. Yeah. So that element of it. Fucking awful. Not terrible. a terrible. Not a good thing to base a video, not base a comic book on. Um, and this is going to be Marvel Rising is going to be a TV series, which is pretty much like all the female um, Marvel characters in it. So America Chavez, Squirrel Girl, Ms. Marvel, etc. Okay. Um, and uh, this issue um, was half written by Ryan North, half written by G. Willow Wilson with Devin Grayson. Oh, cool. and so it had an art by Irene Strachowski and Ram- Ramon Barks. With colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. Um, and <clears throat> this issue was half really, really funny because Ryan North wrote half of it. But, like, straight up, it, it, it ends like it, it's like at the end of an issue. And then you turn the page and it's an entirely new issue, oh. which has been written by G. Willow Wilson hmm. with different artists. And it's from Ms. Marvel's perspective, but it's like you know, uh, set after the first half of the book. Oh, cool! And so it was really, it was really weird going from a book that had all of Ryan North's like funny below the comic text mm-hmm. and like just like general like re- he writes re- really good Ms. Marvel in in Squirrel Girl's world. Um, and uh, the moment where they both realize that the the enemy they're facing is someone who's who's in their class, and it cuts to like um, inside uh, inside Squirrel Girl's head is like her yearbook with the faces of all of her students. <laughs> Um, and she has, like, her notes for each of them, like, you know, whether, whether or not they're, they're likely to become a supervillain. Great. And so for Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Ms. Marvel, it says, Doreen's notes, always arrives late and exhausted, but still 100% tries her best. Often runs off to take care of something whenever supervillains attack. Something about this rings some sort of bell, but ha-ha, oh, well, I'm sure it'll come to me later. So the whole <laughs> issue is about them guessing each other's secret identities. Right, cute. And that, that element of it and their interactions together is great, but the actual overall plot of this is so stupid. Like, they're just chasing this one girl who can pull things out of video games, and the whole time she's, like, chatting with someone whose name is King of Pwn.
2: Oh, no. Just don't
1: write a character whose name is King of Pwn in your, in your book. Like, how hard could it be to not name a character that?
0: Look, every time I've tried to write a story, I accidentally call the main character the King of Pwn. Yeah. So... It's it's harder than you'd think.
1: And we'll find out later, but that was also my biggest problem with uh, Batman number 50. Yeah, absolutely. When uh, the priest says, do you, King <laughs> of Pwn? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, Marvel Rising, Skrull Girl, Girl and Ms. Marvel. It's not a good plot, but there's great character moments between the two characters. I love Miss Marvel. I love Skrull Girl, Girl. They're the best. I'm, I'm going to at least pour through the next one, especially if uh, Ryan North is attached as a writer. He's great. Uh, over to DC now. And... Uh, Oh wow! So this cover it says, "Catwoman, I do or I don't. Read Batman number fifty first, or I'll spoil the whole thing." Yeah. Um, should we t- review Batman number fifty before we talk about Catwoman number one? Nah, <laughs> nah. Because here's a spoiler for Batman number fifty: nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. A whole, a whole lot of nothing happened.
0: Whole, a whole lot of nothing happened. But in any case, some of it illustrated quite well.
1: Yeah, I was, I was way more excited for this Catwoman series, written and drawn by Joel Jones, who we're massive fans of.
0: Absolutely. It is worth fifty issues of fairly average Batman. To hey, get we did a not think Joel. it was average. I know for, uh,
1: for a great deal of it. I know. You only, and then it got very average. You jumped on board the average train, maybe issue thirty, and I, I joined you on the back on the, on, on the back carriage, maybe issue forty.
0: Anyway, it's all worth it because um, this is a just like astonishingly gorgeous issue.
1: And I was really stoked to see that um, uh, on colors we have Laura Alred, mm-hmm, who we mm-hmm. only ever see. Coloring her husband, and it was cool she to see. She nails it. it. Yeah, um, this is a beautiful, beautiful issue. But I think it, the that Man Fifty is almost spoiled when you think too much about what a Catwoman series is going to be about. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do you think Catwoman would work as a series if it was like her newly married? And I don't know what the fuck do we what do, we, what, do what do married people do?
0: Um, well, I don't know. I'm not married. Pod- podcasts. Podcasts. Um, Raise children. Miss children. Have fights. The gym. Gym
1: cook sometimes
0: wait you go to the gym <laughs> not Jim oh, okay.
1: Jim from King's Comics th- th- thought, he, thought I was saying that I do you're an essential part of Levins' marriage yeah yeah thank you so much for keeping it all together <laughs> um, so yeah Catwoman is is basically what happens at the end of Batman number the is that uh, the, the wedding doesn't happen and Catwoman goes away runs away off, off to her the, the life of crime that's always served her well um, where is she set where is she in this like where is it set uh,
0: it's like a random city
1: Right city. It may as well be New York.
0: Called something. Um,
1: it's a gothic looking city. Let's just call it Gotham, for example. Um, and it
0: looks like the big bad is like an evil uh, governor's wife who is held together by like wigs and um, Hollywood tape.
1: Yeah, so she like she, we see we see her on a, on a talk show, all glammed up, um, and then as soon as the show's over, she starts like removing her wig and then taking out her teeth and then taking off her nose.
0: Yeah, and she's horrible. I love it. <laughs> Man, Joelle Jones is so great at action sequences as well. There's a bit where um, Catwoman is trying to outrun some uh, some police, and she slides down an escalator and then t- sort of cartwheels into a train. It's so good. She's so
1: good. Yeah, it's super fun. And so basically, the, the kind of uh, the main hook of this series is that someone ha- is is breeding Catwomen. Um, there's yeah, a, wh- a whole bunch of, uh, of, of sexy
0: ladies in cat suits.
1: That's right. Who are kind of uh, framing Catwoman for murders of, of innocent people. And so she has the cops uh, on her tail for the entirety of this issue. Um, but it's up to her to figure out what what, what to get to, what, to get to the bottom of mm-hmm. uh, of these fakers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the final page of this issue sees her in a room full of Catwomen.
0: I love the subtle tweaks that Jones has made to Catwoman's costume. She's got some cool little like cutouts, and the way that it um like the it's it's coloured so perfectly. Yes, like it really makes everything look so sort of pop, pop. Oh god, I'm so sorry. I have a cold. I'm not thinking Me too. properly. Me um, The
1: famous Levin's cough might return later in this episode.
0: Oh no! But it makes the the sort of inky blacks of her costume look just amazing.
1: Yeah. No, I'm really into this. This is a cool book for sure.
0: It was always going to be cool.
1: And also the cutouts in her, like the new changes to her Mm -hmm. costume make telling her apart easier. Yes. When she's in a room full of catwomen. Absolutely. Um, Beautiful.
0: It's going to be really good fun. I like the small stakes of this kind of book.
1: And it's still, it's like a caper. Yeah, It's a caper. It's a delicious, slightly sour, salty thing that you put on salmon. Yum. Mm, Delicious. Also, cats love salmon, so it works. Uh, Over over to Image now, we have two number ones, um, one of which was maybe the most awkward thing I've ever read on a train ever. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> first, What's t- so
0: fun about Queens of Kings is so often the books that I um, assign, people are like, yeah, so I was reading this on the train. <laughs> oh, let's talk about this one first then. Fuck
1: it. it. Um, uh, so I regularly read Saga, Sex Criminals. Yeah. I once read a book called Sex. Yeah. Like, you know, on, on, on trains with hella nudity and, and you know, the word sex on the front. This, you got
0: the Manara cover though.
1: <laughs> I was given, yeah. This is the, the very very special variant edition of uh, of, of uh, unnatural, unnatural by Nurka Dolfo. The cover is by uh, famed erotic artist um, Milo Manara. M- Milo Manara, um, who I guess is best known to the superhero community as the guy who did the extremely sexy um,
0: that Spider Woman cover. Spider
1: Woman cover, where also you see could- X Women. That's right.
0: The only um, X Men comic I've ever read that has all of the X Women. Um, Having a shower in a waterfall.
1: Did a man write it?
0: Yes. <laughs> I don't know who, but you've got to assume, right?
1: Uh, so, Unnatural is a book uh, by Mirka Andolfo. Is he the artist on that Rick Remender book at the moment? Is that someone else?
0: No, that's someone else.
1: Who's Mirka Andolfo? What else are they? Okay, four? I think
0: it might be a woman.
1: Okay. That will that will change how I feel about this as yeah, a whole. Look,
0: she's an Italian creator working as an artist at DC Comics. She's done Harley Quinn, Wonder Woman, DC Bombshells, Vertigo, and Young Animal. Right, she's okay, cool. comics at Marvel, Dynamite, and Aspen.
1: Um, so, Unnatural is a book about breeding.
0: Look, it's about furries, guys. Yeah. Uh, strap in.
1: Strap on. Um, well, that's that, not a part of this book. That's another, co- that's another number one, actually. We so follow, we follow a, sexy,
0: a sexy pig lady who is having sexy dreams about a sexy wolf man. Mm-hmm. But that's... That is not allowed in her country because in- inter- there is inter-species a... Interspecies
1: mating is banned. Yes. It's unnatural.
0: It is a heavy-handed racism metaphor. You're welcome.
1: Oh, that's what unnatural is referring
2: to.
0: <laughs> it's fucked. Um, anyway, and so it's her being like, I'm having all these sexy dreams and I don't know what to do about it. And then she has to go to her work where she has to wear a tiny dress for no reason. Even though she's just a waitress and be sexually assaulted by her boss. And then she's like, mm, why am I having so many sexy dreams? I don't understand. The end. I liked it. It was fine.
1: She's like a sexy pig. She's a sexy pig lady. Pig she's a lady. sexy pig lady. And um, her, one of her best friend wants her, wants her to mate with his pig boyfriend.
0: Yeah. So that they, because like if you don't mate with someone from your own species, you go to jail or something. Zootopia for it's, <laughs> <laughs> Zootopia for grownups is how it's been pitched to me. So thank um, you, Scott uh,
1: it's At the end, she gets enlisted in something called the Reproduction Program.
0: Yes, so it's like it's like the Lobster. Do you guys see that movie, The Lobster? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like that. Like if you get to a certain age and you haven't reproduced yet, you're assigned someone from your own thing. But in this one, you don't turn into a lobster.
1: Anyway, there are multiple scenes of a uh, you know mostly naked uh, pig, pig lady. Wo- woman. Uh, either stuffed into like uh, a dress that's way too small of her or her in the bath masturbating. Yep. Or, or no, not masturbating, uh, making out with a wine glass.
0: Having sexy dreams. Having, having a sexy wine.
1: dreams. And at one point, getting felt up by a, wolf, a sexy wolf man. Um,
0: this really had a very like webcomic y vibe. It's a pretty hilarious thing to like have in print. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fine. You know, like it's quite female gazy. Her, if her you art's like, terrific. It's It's yeah. gorgeous to look at, my friends. Um, Especially
1: if you get that Milo Minara front cover Oh mama
0: I, I like Milo Minara <laughs> Me too but I, 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 He's the best I,
1: Yeah, I, I, thanks so much to, uh, to Scott for making sure that this was the copy that yeah. I got this week Very kind of you um, <laughs> Don't read this on a train, everybody
0: No, don't read it on a train But do read it if you like sexy furry comics Which you might No judgement
1: That's fine. It's fine So the other image book that um, came out this week was New Lieutenants of Metal which is written by Joe Casey, writer of the aforementioned Sex series mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, various other f- pretty beloved series uh, over the last 20 years, including mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, Wildstorm stuff and, um, and like a Rob Liefeld kind of series as well. Yep. Um, and also this features Serious Issues' favourite artist, one of our favourites, Ulysses course. Farinas so i was like oh motherfucking yeah this is a good book is gonna be great i loved sex so that was really really good mm-hmm. and then i turn in turn on open the first page and it's like turn, a- on,
0: turn on the comic <laughs> open the first page <laughs> um
1: and then uh it's a it's like a um
0: it's like a comedy book about metal superheroes and metal like not like the metal men which would be cool but metal like motley crew
1: yeah Um, And and so they're all like, one of them is like, one of them, his name is Steppenwolf. And so he's like a wolf man. And then there's like a a cyborg and it's just a big panda. panda.
0: Yeah. I like this is, this is fundamentally not for me. Like this kind of stuff. I I understand that people like this sort of thing and I, I even accept that it has a place in the world. Definitely. And and I the, will not kill you if you buy
1: this. There were just uh, there were a few moments that were genuinely funny, but, but like I was just, just like I was just like, man, why is your city's friends doing this?
0: The thing that I hated most about this oh, is wow. the colouring.
1: Hate. Re- oh really? Yeah, I it-
0: thought that the the colouring and the shading is really weird and bad at times and made it look worse because there are some like cool pages but there's something about like the where the shadows fall where it's like halfway between 2D and 3D and it makes it look like a bad like web game from the mid 2000s.
1: I think Ulysses for did his own colours on this. I can't see. I don't think
0: he should do his own colours. Oh no, it's
1: by Melody Often. Well, I don't think she... That's a great off. name though, Melody Often. That's a good name. She should just stick to having a great name. She
0: should just get into porn.
1: Okay. <laughs> she should be in a natural. Unnatural. <laughs> mate with a pig sorry melody <laughs> um, uh, but yeah this book it's I, not for me yeah motro was like the pinnacle of, yes. of something that i've read by ulysses farinas yes highly recommend that this was just yeah uh, exhausting yeah in a way that most comedy books often are but there were moments of greatness in it like i love that like, how many full splash pages mm. they use one and a half splash pages just to announce the name of the comic
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah that was pretty good
1: um, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately not as, not as great as, uh, everything else I've read by these guys in the past. Uh, and there's a fucking like 10 page rant that Joe Casey does. Cause he does at the end of really? sex, he would do like three or four page rants. Yeah. one, two, three, four, five, about? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What 10, pages about? spent on just his, his love of young blood, the series,
0: <laughs> Look, I which I he get wrote for a
1: while. So yeah, I don't know. But it was just very, very I, I thought it was really? going to explain... Where where, th- where this comic came from, and you know how how cool it was to work with Ulysses Farinus, but whatever, pretty weird. Weird, yeah, book. weird,
0: weird, weird, weird. Not
1: for us, but if Not it's for, for you, me. good for you. Absolutely. Um, over to Dark Horse now for a book that is absolutely for me. One hundred um, from the world of Black Hammer um, by Jeff Lemire with guest artist, well, sorry, artist on this book are Wilfredo Torres and colors by Dave Stewart and Nate Piecos on letters. Mm-hmm. The Quantum Age, and uh, this you know the Black Hammer is a book that. Uh, it features, like, Lemire versions of a lot of beloved superheroes, a lot of them leaning on, like, DC. Uh, and we've gotten, like, you know, just recently we had, like, a Starman mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. series. Um, at the moment, they've been doing, like, this kind of fun Vertigo uh, arc in Black Hammer. Um, and this is 100%. It's
0: the Legion of Superheroes, everyone.
1: So his take on the Legion Lemire of Superheroes. Lemire
0: brought it back before DC could.
1: And the Quantum Age is the name of his version of, uh, of the Legion. Um, and... Uh, it's this is set at first in uh, thirty forty one A D in Spiral City, um, and uh, features an alien, a Martian who is a, like of the same race that one of like Barbalian, who mm-hmm, who is mm-hmm. in the Black Hammer group. Um, what's the, What's their what's their Justice League name in Black Hammer? I can't remember. I can't remember. But whatever, he's he's in the Black Hammer series. Someone mm-hmm. that looks like just like this guy, and then a, I guess a descendant of the original Black Hammer, or 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 his daughter, which also yep. makes him her a descendant of the, f- the first guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. redundant second sentence sorry mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah so then we, we see a Martian basically try and track down the, the, the her name is Hammerlass mm-hmm. which is very on brand for Legion yes. stuff
0: or oh, they're all called like so and so girl and so and so lad and yep. I love that shit and there's like
1: gravity lad probably <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> gravity guy and they, 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 they've even got a brainiac figure whose name is Egghead yes which is great it's
0: great it's all great
1: um, and basically, yeah, like uh, seeking the help of um, of basically, yeah, this, this, like one of the last Martians in the universe seeking the help of uh, someone who used to be in the quantum age, mm-hmm. and um, there is no no quantum age anymore, or so we think. And then we we, we found out that there's rec- that there's a new quantum age group being quantum league quantum league, as it is, sorry. Um,
0: They're looking for new recruits.
1: Yeah, so that was a terrible description of what this what happens in this comic, but it's really, it's really, really good. It's
0: really good fun, guys. It's really... Um, Jeff Lemire is managing to distill what is so great about so many different eras of superhero comics uh-huh. and just, like, um, also managing to sort of do something homaggy, but also something that feels new and, like, a great story on its own.
1: Well, this whole thing just feels like his take on um, so impressive. Uh, Kurt Busiek's uh, Astro City. Astro City, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really really great. I love this. Please just keep. I, I love that we we you know we we just got the other the mm-hmm. Starman series wrapping up, Doctor Star, and then we get this you know I a couple want weeks to see later. How he's putting out so much. And Wilfredo Torres is, is such a great artist. Yeah. He just co- keeps getting awesome artists on board for these series. So yeah, I, I'm uh, this is a, this is a, uh, even though it's not like you know the same series each time, this is one that I'm 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 overjoyed to keep collecting. Absolutely, it's great. real it's good agreed. stuff. Uh, so over to Vault Comics now for uh, another standout number one issue. Mm-hmm. This one is called Submerged and uh, is written by Vita Ayala, who writes what's that one that we with the the, the zombie outbreak ish plant zombie people. Um, yeah, is there's that one? Like three like that. There's yeah, you're right. Well she wrote movies. one of those ones.
0: Anyway, and it's got art by Lisa Stirl, our girl from Long Lost.
1: <laughs> oh fucking hey, yeah? awesome. And wow. look at how
0: like not that Long Lost wasn't fucking incredible, but her art is just like she keeps leveling up and it's really cool seeing it. Um it's coloured by Stiladia. Stilladia. I don't know who that is. But anyway. Um, it's great,
1: and letters by the great Rachel Ziering, who does great lettering on all the Vault Comics. I think
0: mm-hmm, all, all the good, mm-hmm. all
1: the good ones, anyway. Yep. Hey, uh, what happened to our f- favorite one? Oh, um, uh, heathen. Heathen, yeah. I
0: think that she's just still
1: okay. Uh, it's just take the, your time really with it. it Make is. it good. Yeah. You're, you're real good over there. It's worth it. Doing great work. Uh, so submerged, Siobhan Yes. What about it?
0: So um, our hero is a girl who has become slightly estranged from her mother and her brother. And she's always had to look after her brother. Always had to be the tough one who takes care of him when he fucks up. And now he's really fucked up. And he's missing. And she has to get on some kind of mystery train. Hell train. Hell train. And it's very like... um Like... Uh, like myth and legend based, base. There's probably loads of references to like Greek myths and legends that I'm not picking up on here, but it's it's cool.
1: I thought, I thought it was, yeah, not, not so much Greek stuff, just like, you know, they clearly, she makes deals with devils to get on this train. Mm-hmm. She's followed by a dog who in the shadows is revealed to have three heads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's Cerebus. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, basically like this, this is like a, her kind of descent into hell to save her brother. Yeah. Except it's told, like she doesn't realize she's in hell. So the whole thing is just this like grounded, Kind of, she just thinks she's trying to get adventure. on a train in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, and she's like complaining about public transport. Um, it's really, really enjoyable.
0: It's it's so good, and like the little the little flashbacks to see their sort of lives growing up together, it does so much for like character building um, in a really like subtle way. Like the, we don't need a really elaborate narration when we've got these little glimpses back into their early lives. It, it says so much more than you could possibly.
1: Yeah, and the main character is so well written that yeah. you just you follow her along for the mm-hmm. entire journey and you're never confused. Like, you know, her the fact that she's grounded means you are too. Yeah. And uh yeah, I I think, you know, we, we talked about how much uh Lisa Stirl's art has has uh one-upped uh from Long Lost, but I I find, you know, you compare this to the quite bloated, I can't remember what the name of that series yeah, was, yeah, yeah. but it was out through Vault comics, um written by Vita Ayala. That was quite bloated as a mm-hmm. first issue and I dropped off eventually. I was enjoying it, but you know, I, I would get lost between issues because she was trying to do so much. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this is just, just a really, really well put together story, and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm definitely sticking with this to, to see Absolutely. where it goes. Agreed. Submerged, probably my favorite number one this week, and which is uh, a big call when there's also a Jeff Lemire number one to go up against,
0: and a Joel Jones
2: number one.
1: That's true. Uh, so, once, yeah, I'm um, just going to tear through a few of these because I read them knowing I wouldn't enjoy them, which is a very unhealthy nice. thing that I, yeah. <laughs> we do sometimes. Um, actually, no, I thought I might enjoy this one because it's written by Brian uh, Buccellato. I enjoyed you
0: know what I even looked at that and
1: I was like nah on Flash uh, over at DC a couple years ago Uh, through IDW we got Low Life's number one which had art by Alexis uh, Centenac, and um, this was like a kind of hard crime book um, which in the first three pages um, someone accidentally shoots his friend and then as his bloodied corpse lies in the passenger seat he yells fuck you man you fucked my wife
0: (laughs) Yep.
1: Uh, so it was a very very ridiculous book that kind of heavy handedly dealt with rape and being a cop trying to track down the mm. rapist of your lover. Um. And but it kept doing like weird humor, like oh yeah. The the, the main character's female um, uh, partner, uh, or who's also in the police, um, is is waiting in the car and arguing with with someone, and then um, as soon as he gets back to the car, she pretends that. She like the last thing she says is do I have to worry about you? And then she pretends that she's having a discussion with someone else. And then says then suddenly she's changes the tone and goes, Hey, I can't wait to give it to you, baby. Bye. And then says, I met a dude on Tinder. gonna strap on and fuck the shit out of him. Like I don't understand Whoa. what that's doing for anyone's character development. But there were all kinds of
0: Now we know she likes strap ons.
1: Ridiculous moments like that in this wow. Um, but it was, like, a very serious book with these really off-kilter moments of attempted humour.
0: Yeah, weird.
1: Low Lifes. Not a fan. Hmm. So, uh, I I also... I knew I would hate this, but I still read it. Even I
0: knew I would hate this.
1: Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I'm just... Like, Elvira is, like, kiss to me. It's just, like, why do people still like this? Yeah. Um, Elvira, for those who don't know, is just, like...
0: like, an enduring legacy of weirdness.
1: Yeah, I kind of... I'm into, like, you know, like, going back and revisiting... So she was yeah. like like the scream queen. And I guess she was, was she like introduce horror movies on American television late night? Yet. She basically wears like uh burlesque kind of boudoir uh, yeah. attire, has big hair and a big rack. I
0: only know her because sometimes she's on Drag Race.
1: Right. Elvira's on Drag Race. Just That's, as like a guest judge. How old is she now?
0: She's one of those like Cher type people. I was going to say it's like Cher. I, like, I, I
1: don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, this features her... Um, ripped from the now via a um, like a magic coffin and sent back to have an adventure with Mary Shelley, who's not yet writ- not yet written Frankenstein yet. In fact, she hasn't even taken the name Shelley yet. And it has all these bizarre quips. There's a there's a Tinder joke. Um, there's like all these things that I don't want from any comic, let alone one that has Alvira in it. Good God! Um, and then once this mystery, like basically like yes, like this vampire is like on their back, and once they. They throw the vampire in the coffin but then the energy from the coffin sucks Elvira back in and the final page features her hanging out with Edgar Allan Poe. <coughs> Sorry. Edgar Allan freaking Poe. Oh, super
0: duper.
1: Yeah, so I mean, this is clearly not something for me but I read it anyway. Yeah. And now I'm telling all you to, uh, to check it out. Buy 10 copies. There was about 30 variants yeah. and they even make, like she's quite, she's a, she's a bit deadpooly, breaks the fourth pole mm-hmm, mm-hmm. many times throughout this issue and at, at one point talks about Ask, ask the reader how many of the variants they got. Oh
0: God! Because
1: they were all good in her opinion. Um, yeah, cool. <laughs> so yeah, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Buy it if you're stupid, I guess. I don't know. What's going on, Dynamite? Yeah, Dynamite. Of course. Yeah. Oh wow, there's a pretty cool looking James Bond book that Dynamite are putting out soon, with, oh, yeah. with John Cassidy covers. I so,
0: love John Cassidy.
1: Just covers though, because the art is by someone called Bob Q.
0: I love Bob Q.
1: <laughs> anyway, that is it for our um our segment. First things first. Those are all the number one issues that we read in the last week. Uh, some good ones there. I would say my pick of all of those to check out is um, definitely the Quantum Age and especially Submerged. Mm. Good stuff there. Um, so normally we would play Roll the Dice for Marvel Image or DC, but I'm just itching to talk about DC. All right, let's
2: just do it. We'll
1: we're going to start with a discussion of Batman number 50, um, and if you would like to discuss this, discuss this with us uh, or many other people who also read it, um, we have a Facebook group Um, in which uh, when we talk about the the episodes of the show we put up plus lots of different comics basically thousands of people talking about comics at all times Um, it is facebook.com slash groups slash series podcast there have been multiple threads about Batman number 50 including Mm -hmm. a spoiler thread where you can join and and share your thoughts on the series there Um, so let's talk about the wedding issue Batman number 50 Um, just before we recorded uh, Siobhan said maybe the best joke she's ever (laughs) said and I was like why the (laughs) fuck didn't you wait like 30 seconds um, Look. In in short, she said, "Bendis comes, but Batman doesn't." Hell yeah! Um, because because I'm hilarious. You know, as because guys,
0: a shocking, a shocking twist. No one expected. I was so surprised. The wedding doesn't happen.
1: So what? This, this is being hyped up so much, and and to absolutely its detriment. Yeah. To Tom King's detriment, to the series, to Batman, to DC, like to retailers, to readers, like no one—literally everyone, no one involved, no one won out of this situation. Um, So, we have the wedding issue, which is kind of like everything that's been building up uh, from at least like the last thirty issues of Tom Mm -hmm. King's Batman Mm -hmm. run. Uh, You know, Batman proposed to Catwoman a year ago. And uh, and finally, they're, get, they're getting married. And we've had like a prelude to the wedding. Um, we've had like the last 10 issues of the wedding. We've had yeah. so much advertising for weddings. Some comic book stores even hosted their own weddings. You yeah. Don't talk, talk about that.
0: What a, cool, what a cool comic book store that would be. No, I got some. Some of our customers came in and renewed their vows in costume, and it was really, really cute. And that was definitely the best thing to come out of this whole
1: shemotsle. Um Were they tempted to not re- renew their vows at the last <laughs> minute?
0: <laughs> I felt kind of bad because they like bought a copy of the. Um, Kings exclusive variant covered by Guillaume March which you can get at kingscomics.com um, to sign as like the register and I like, felt kind of bad because it's like oh I'm, it's a bit of a weird vibe now I guess but here's his
1: X-Men Gold 12 yeah. at least characters actually get married in this one <laughs>
0: exactly would you guys mind changing it to Rogan Gambit just yeah just
1: yeah <laughs> uh, so like I think the fact that they didn't get married it's 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 fine it would yes, be fine except to get to that point even without all the build up of the issues up until this one, mm. this, like, is just Tom King's... Like, I. at his worst. He was literally my favourite writer two years yeah, ago. I, I was so excited for everything he did. I loved the Amiga Man, I loved mm-hmm. Sheriff of Babylon, mm-hmm. I loved the Vision, mm-hmm. uh, and I was so excited about him being on Batman, a series which, at one point, I said was easily my favourite comic coming out at the yeah. time, and I couldn't believe that it was Batman. Yeah. Um, And I just feel like this year is just, like, all that love for him is just know. being completely squandered, and I... You know, whatever. I don't think he's—he's he's not suddenly bad now. I just think it's this thing that I once found riveting is just tired and to the point of 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 parody almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have this like big kind of. It starts out as like basically uh Catwoman and, and and Batman man writing love letters to each other,
0: which I hate. I hate as a device. I hate. His voice for Catwoman. I hate his voice for Batman in these letters. No one talks like that. No one writes to each other like that. And if I, sorry, keep going. I, I almost Please. Feel I almost this is feel what
1: people pay for. <laughs> Siobhan, <laughs> going almost, on a tear about Tom King.
0: I always feel bad because now everyone, like, people are piling on him. Like, he's getting death threats and all this shit. And that's, that's, that's obviously, terrible. That's obviously fucking crazy. But this was a trash issue. Even with, like, incredible pages by some of my favorite artists in comics. Like, we get an Amanda Connor page, which I, we haven't seen her do interiors in a billion years. We've got a Paul Pope page, for fuck's sake, which is beautiful. Yeah. Becky Cloonan. Becky Cloonan.
1: Greg Capullo, Lee Weeks.
0: And but like, most
1: of them get get dialogue over the top of them, and there's just a bunch of, bunch of ruins pin-ups. ruins the image. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like, what a fucking waste of a page. Yeah. And, like, Catwoman going on about, like, oh, the
2: the blue of
0: Batman's eyes. A, I don't think Batman's eyes are canonically blue. Can anyone check that for me? <laughs> B, like, what kind of shitty romance novel, like, thing is that? <laughs> Come on. It's awful. It was so bad. And the bit, oh, your bit made me like the most angry. Like what a cunt version of Bruce this is. Like, Alfred, Alfred comes in. Alfred comes in to be like, oh, should I get Master Dick to be the witness? And Batman can't even look up from his fucking phone for two seconds to be like, no, I'd like you to be my witness, Alfred. He sits on his phone, looking at his phone while Alfred is crying. What a piece of shit.
2: To relinquish
1: <sighs> is, uh, Wayne okay. Yeah. Well, well the, the great Wayne of Wayne's Pains fame is uh, is sitting next to me. You have, you have you have a notice for everybody listening. Yep. After that rant, I now relinquish my title as Wayne's Pains to uh, Siobhan, the yeah, new world champion. You're what, very what what means Pains and rhymes with Siobhan? Siobhan's
0: corns. Okay. Oh, Siobhan's corns. All right. Not great. Good, that's not Excellent. Ah, <laughs> uh, just like what a shitty waste of an issue and waste of like good artists. Just, ugh, blah, blah. and then the ending, like, as if that's supposed to make up for anything. Like, oh, it turns out all these bad guys were doing it to him all along. <laughs> yeah,
1: and like Bane, Bane's, this is Bane, Bane's pain. Yeah, this was all Bane. Bane's. Pl- because of Wayne's pain, I'm yeah, going to say Bane's plane. Uh, and,
0: and, another point. I'm just going to turn my mic
1: off. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> please, no, please. This is, I'm like, I've been ha- <laughs> like thinking about this all weekend.
0: Sad. Um, but like, what the fuck is up? Don't give us <laughs> nude Bane's sitting on a... Cre- like throne made of skulls and then put him back in pants <laughs> fuck you tom king <laughs> naked bane is the best thing you ever gave us That was scary and intimidating, and he sat on a throne of skulls, and it was great. So I hate them calling each other bat and cat. It's such insane bullshit. And, sorry, I hated the whole thing of like, oh, it's Batman and Catwoman getting married, not Bruce and Selina, but she's still going to be living in Wayne Manor, so everyone's going to be like, oh, I guess that Bruce Wayne is shacked up with that career criminal. That's an interesting choice. Good thing Batman and Catwoman are still on opposite sides of the (laughs) law.
1: so catwoman and batman man, don't get married, don't get married. Um, because but, but to, so i i sped read read read, read this before yeah. going to see ant-man and the wasp on on wednesday while i was in king's comics um, and i was like you know it's I'll, just, I'll, I'll get to the crux of what happens in this issue and then i'll reread it and um i, I, I sped read over a lot of the bullshit prose yeah. that's over Re- the top like
0: really poor Really? It is like you
1: said learned. romance novel. It is like it is but like bad. Shockingly bad romance novel. I stuff. like romance novels. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is some bullshit. So then we get to So why so it's Catwoman that pulls the plug, right?
0: Yeah, and for like the shittiest, most classic comic book reason of all time, like ah, oh, there must always be a Batman, but he cannot be Batman if he's happy, so I must sacrifice myself for Batman.
1: Right. Ugh. So yeah, what a shit
0: reason! And you didn't think about that at any point before the night of Catwoman. And what's up with his head in this Tim Sale panel?
1: Well yeah, with Tim Sale panels. Tim,
0: Tim Sale is a million years old.
1: I <laughs> mean, he still draws a great Catwoman. I know he really that does. That side yeah.
0: view of Batman's head is bizarre. I
1: love who chose to draw like the the boobiest version of Catwoman when she was um in that that purple suit. The Jim Beland era. Um, oh, Jason era? Fabok. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, look, I love the Jim Beland era. <laughs> It's, great. it's awful! It's so ugly.
1: Frank Miller's found um, page is so funny because it, it has Batman damage in a way that I've never seen before. He's just like someone just punched the very top of his yeah, cowl. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's covered in text balloons.
1: Yep. so much text, so much text. Um, but so yeah, the whole thing is revealed that um, when when she frees Holly, which is her friend that was actually the person who killed hundreds of people yep. that Catwoman took the wrap-rap rap for. Holly goes back to. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort
2: for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row. Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.
1: And Bane is sitting upon his pile of straw, uh, wearing skulls, pants, wearing pants and a, and, a, and a vest of some kind, um, with the Riddler, Joker, um, what's his name, the Phantom, the the, the guy who controls emotions, um, oh yeah, pirate, Massey. psycho pirate, psycho pirate, um, Gotham Girl, uh, ventriloquist, who hasn't has he played any role in? Oh, he did in, in the Bane stuff, yeah. I guess. Um, uh, what's that dude's name again? The Doctor. Who's that? What's his name? Hugo Strange. Hugo Strange. Gotham Girl. Um, Skeets, Skeets. Booster Golds. Robot Skeets. And then Thomas Wayne, um, the uh, the alternate version of, of Batman who becomes Batman when Bruce Wayne dies as a child at the hands of, of the same killer that, that kills his parents in, El- in the regular DC universe. They're all there. So Batman... Bane has basically put together all the events that happened in the last 50 issues of Tom, of Tom King's run and Tom King promises that maybe... Maybe this, this like this wedding will be righted by the by the end of the next fifty issues. <clears throat> are you gonna keep reading? No. Is, this, is that is this it? That's the that's the line in the sand?
0: I yeah, I just feel I feel like really done with it. I just feel like ha huh, like What are you what's the point? You're not saying anything interesting, you're not willing to make any like interesting choices you're just going to keep doing the same boring stories that we've heard like a billion times
1: especially if you have admitted that you're going to do another 50 issues what's stopping you from having them married for a bit of that because no one else is going to be affected by that really it's like Batman appears in any other DC book but um, But like it's like it would
0: make so little difference to the comic to just have them be married
1: totally he has a cool little bat ring on yeah yeah, exactly Um, bring back Vicky Vale man bring Bring back
0: Vicky Vale absolutely
1: Uh, but yeah, it's, I I feel like so many writers have toyed with the idea of Batman finally settling down, but it's not like anyone ever plays into him being a playboy anymore anyway. So it wouldn't be like, like I, yeah, It just, it just just feels like a cop-out to, and like, you know, we we read comics, we're pretty used to cop-outs, but this one feels particularly egregious, like just,
0: just to have so much lead up and so much hype and then to just not even like. Not even have them be married for one night and then have it annulled. Like for her to just not show up is some stupid, annoying bullshit.
1: Yeah. God. And, they-
0: and the pages about where they're writing to each other about each other's eyes. <laughs> like, I can't roll my eyes hard enough.
1: What color? What? What, what color are your eyes canonically, so everyone knows? It's
0: red with rage. <laughs> Furious.
1: So yeah, that's Batman uh, number fifty. Uh, five stars from us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's a really good. Highlight of uh, of our week for sure. Um, I'm going to continue with the series because Ugh. he keeps getting great artists on board. Next, What's, next, who's next? It's Lee Weeks doing a Mister mm. Freeze story.
0: Oh, that sounds great. I
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: God, uh, nightmare.
1: Uh, actually, I, funnily enough, um, constant collaborator Mitch Mitch Gerrids has one of the, the funniest worst pages. pages. Where he just, like, he just forgot what women look like, I guess. Like, Catwoman's <laughs> face is just, like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Her face is real weird. Or oh, she just, she looks, like, really old, which oh. which is kind of cool, I, well, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Very, very strange.
0: But, but just, why, way to ruin a gorgeous Joel Jones image with, like, five essays about Batman's fucking oh. eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, so you mentioned earlier uh, Bendis coming. Yeah. I never thought thought I'd
0: be so, like, relieved to read a Bendis comic. Ah.
1: We got the finale of The Man of Steel this week, um, which is uh, Bendis' debut uh, Mm -hmm. over at DC, um, in which he did six issues, and each issue he was joined with a different one of uh, kind of, like, DC's artists, Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. I guess Adam Hughes. And and, and Adam Hughes. And Adam Hughes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the final issue came out this week um, with art by Jason Fabok, um... Colors by somebody Sinclair, <coughs> um, Alex Sinclair, and uh, I cannot believe how good this was.
0: Fucking, it's so good, genuinely so good. Bendis has nailed it. This is such a good, fun, like fresh feeling super Superman comic, which we haven't had in a million years.
1: I mean, what about when he had a kid? That was that was pretty fresh. Nah. Okay. All need right. it fresher. Okay. <laughs> Um but yeah the 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 final finale no one of talks this No, eyes in this No, that's true. That's the, now our rating no system. No, but fire eyes. <laughs> um, uh yeah, but uh, so basically um Superman fights this guy that wants to wipe all evidence of uh Metropolis, Not Metropolis. Uh, Kryptonians. Krypton. Kryptonians. other his other house. Uh, all, all all Kryptonians off the face of the universe. And uh, he and Supergirl team up to to, to get rid of him. And uh,
0: I like how vicious Supergirl is. She's like an angrier, younger Superman. So good.
1: Yeah, it's so great. And I I feel like like one of the best things about this comic is that like Bendis has the best handle on Supergirl that I've read in a long time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like
1: since New Fifty Two happened.
0: Well, since um, Supergirl being super for me
1: is that is that canonically blue eyed? not, it is not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Um and uh, yeah so basically it sets up that um. We know that Bendis is doing Superman and action comics, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he, he's, he's splitting the family up. So Superman is going to focus on Superman in Metropolis by himself. He um, better
0: not cheat on Lois, I'll be furious.
1: I don't know, she's a pretty hot firefighter. So I, I'll, look, I'll give him a pass. <laughs> um, but while he's in Metropolis um, alone, cradling his son's soft toys, uh, as we see him on the final page... <laughs> But, like, that is good sad. It is good
0: That's sad. That's how you do
1: good sad. Absolutely. Like, it's not, it's not, it's, there's no words. Yes. It's just like, it's like this, like, you know, oh, poor Superman. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it, yeah. So, while he's on in Metropolis, his son and wife, Lois and John, um, <laughs> his, his son Lois and his wife John, <laughs> uh, are going into space with his father. Yeah. Um, which... Jorel. Jorel who who came back uh, crazy and a little bit evil, but not entirely evil. There's still a level of trust there because he is a father and kind of explained himself mm-hmm. somewhat. Uh, yeah, he kind of returns and like tells John that so there is something fucking weird going on in the king's office right now. It's
0: the fax machine. <laughs>
1: the fax. Why do you even have one of those?
0: Like if I start to go into the fucking madness of trying to deal with the only people who um, distribute comics internationally, Diamond, I would go insane.
1: So, if, for those who don't, don't know, every single comic that you see on the stands at King's mm-hmm, is faxed. Yeah. <laughs> page, <laughs> page by, by page. page. And Jim <laughs>
0: has to staple them. It's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> um, that current
1: <clears throat> that current beep, beep, beep that you're hearing in the background is Diamond trying to send over another, the uh, the 79th variant of Batman number 50. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, Super, uh, Superboy and Lois Lane are going into space with Jor-El um, while Superman is in Metropolis on on his own. And uh, I think that's a really clever thing to do because, yeah. like, I'm I'm really interested to see what Bendis does with Jorel. Yeah, I thought it was like weird the way it kind of left off um, after he was in uh, Action Comics mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think that's a really great way to let John grow as a hero is to uh, take him away from his father.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, and I, also, it, it makes you know, it, it is you're not destroying the marriage. No, but you are separating them yes. for a good reason that makes sense.
0: And some shit happens, and now they can't communicate anymore. He doesn't That's have right. a deep space communicator, yeah. so they're not able to sort of stay in touch, which is a bit fucked.
1: Yeah, and, and so like yeah, Lois and John are just gonna think that that Clark isn't giving a fuck about them mm. and not calling.
0: And he gives so many fucks,
1: guys. So many fucks. Look at him cradle that soft toy. Um, but yeah, uh, this is this is really really cool. Yeah, uh, it looks really like there's gonna be there's a Superman copycat, maybe or 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 Superman is an arsonist now. Yeah. Either way, great.
0: Look, <laughs> some real character development.
1: Um, and they wrapped up this, you know, dumb villain that I didn't like when it when it was hinted at, mm. know, the guy who just wants to kill all Kryptonians. They wrapped it up in a neat way that yeah. also was just like, oh, yeah, that's how you, how you deal with every villain in the Superman <laughs> world. And it didn't annoy me that it was something I'd seen a million times Phantom before.
0: Zone! Phantom Zone for you!
1: Um, but yeah this was cool there, there were pretty big stakes in this mm-hmm. initial event but it didn't feel too big for its own boots and, and
0: it didn't feel like nonsense stakes where it's like yes. so big that you just like well why do I even care Justice
1: League reviewed next um, yeah yep. but yeah, so yeah Man of Steel like but if you if you skip this because I don't know maybe a certain podcast you listen to complains about Bendis too much uh,
0: I don't know what kind of shitty podcast that is but you should be listening to this one uh,
1: right, my friends. that's definitely us, mate. That's definitely us. Uh, this was really really good this is that's a really I don't want to say return to form because Bendis always does, has one good book alongside the, the alongside the bad ones, but uh, this was, this was really, this really good. This is a good. good Bendis book, definitely. Uh, so well done, Bendis. You did it. You came,
0: you did it. You came, you saw you conquered.
1: <laughs> you, came, you came, you came, you came. Uh, Justice League number three. Um, before I start this review, I just want you to know that you can pretty much substitute the word Justice League for the word Avengers when I review Avengers number four later yeah, in the episode because what is going on? these two comics are just like there's cool character moments between all the different characters. And then just fighting this celestial yeah, nonsense boring. that I don't care about. Yeah. And I expect that from Scott Snyder, who's the writer of Justice League, but I do not, um, like, I don't, this I is don't not something that with I associate Jason, with. Jason Aaron with doing. And so it's really weird that they're so similar and so dull.
0: Yeah. So dull. Just like, yet another, like, oh, this, there's been a crazy other alternate underneath the main that you can't see crazy spectrum of crazy evil shit and it's now it's here it's already here and you're all dead ah, yeah Scott
1: Snyder. it's exactly what i was gonna say
0: it's really boring Hoy, it's really boring Hoy, we need another fucking spectrum of different lantern bros no one needs it literally no one needs it
1: uh and that's not even the only dumb things that happen in yeah. this book. But I can't remember any of the dumb things. So yeah, because it's, it's, it's so just, boring yeah. and dumb. It's really. I think Cyborg is used really well. Like there are good character moments. Like it is. Hook girl's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But the plot is just like nonsense bullshit Terrible that nonsense I just don't bullshit. care about, and I, I just I hope this is this big event that's happening, so they split all the teams up, and then we get more grounded, series, like grounded stories featuring the characters interacting with a story that like is just lower stakes and fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. This is
1: boring, especially hot in the heels of uh, Dark Knight's Metal. It's like yeah. they, they just did this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's my review. Of Justice League three. Uh, Jorge don't Menez. read it. I'm well, blown. are you gonna drop it or? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. I'm done.
0: I'll read some of the other um, Justice League series once they start, but yeah, I can't be fucked with this. Damn. And um, I really like Jorge Jimenez. I think he nails it, but there's so much text. Yeah, it's totally. It's like a waste of his beautiful art.
1: Uh, Deathstroke versus Batman, on the other hand, written by Christopher Priest. Now, uh, this
0: is some nonsense that I can get behind.
1: Uh, Christopher Priest uh, wrote this one with Ed Benes on pencils, Richard Friend on inks, and Dene Rubiero on color. Um, at you one point, in what point in in our lives, uh, Christopher Priest was his Justice League writer, and apparently everyone hated it. I loved it.
0: Yeah, who hated it? I don't care. You're dumb.
1: <laughs> you're cancelled. The internet, cancelled.
0: Internet. God, I wish. Uh,
1: this is the second. Oh no, it's so the third. The third last issue of this uh, Deathstroke versus Batman um, arc that we've been doing, uh, in which, uh, like, it's been suggested that Deathstroke is is Damian Wayne's true father. And this is Damien and Deathstroke having like an adventure together. Yep. In which, like, they both are playing with each other. Yeah. Like, Damien's pretending to be someone who's desperate to prove himself in front of Deathstroke because he thinks he's his father, but also maybe he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's great. Um, And uh, they go up against Nightshade, uh, and Damien has to, like, face his fears in this creepy dimension.
0: And the next issue says the epic two part finale. Die Hard in the Batcave,
1: which so yeah, Deathstroke is taking Priest. You just get me taking the fight to the Batcave. Uh, this is really really good. Obviously, we'll talk about it at length when the when the when the uh, arc finishes. Mm-hmm. But this is a good issue isn't it. Really was great use of Robin. I think uh, I think Christopher Priest gets gets Damian Wayne's voice really mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. and I feel like I, we, we leveled a complaint that he didn't during uh, that event he wrote with Teen Titans. Oh, yeah. He wrote him like too much of a dick, but he makes sense as a dick when he's going up against Deathstroke. So I also knows. like Damien as a dick. Yeah. I'm, I don't care about that. I nice want a Damien. little bit of growth, though. <laughs> like, nope, no, I'm, I'm, okay. I
0: want zero growth for this character. I want him to be an asshole until he <laughs> dies.
1: Now, I know the pattern of uh, our DC reviews so far has been complain, enjoy complain enjoy i'm gonna break it up here oh yeah oh my god you read it i
0: did i did i did because you literally Texted actually you sent me a text just, about yeah. it and then i saw the cover and i was like okay you got
1: me injustice 2 we've been I, i've been uh, singing its praises since it began mm-hmm. uh, 29 mm-hmm. issues ago um this is written by tom tom taylor who uh started the injustice series mm-hmm. um with art by um bruno redondo inks by juan Albaran, and colors by rex Locus and jay Nanjan. Um, and of course this is a, a you know something that that Siobhan avoided like the plague one because it was very dark it's a video game and it's also based on the video game mm. uh, the injustice uh, fighting game uh, but it's basically an uh, alternate timeline of DC in which uh, superman turns evil and all the DC heroes split sides um, to fight him to fight him and then there's then then like, at the moment they're kind of dealing with Rachel Ghoul who's trying to like kill most of the earth um, and uh, so Batman and some other heroes have to come out of hiding to fight him. Right. Uh, this issue, though, was about Teen Titans, um, who come to potentially recruit um, Jamie Reyes, aka Blue Beetle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, who is hanging out with Booster Gold, mm-hmm. who has recently become a millionaire because um, mm-hmm. he in- inherited uh, the recently killed Ted Cord's millions. <coughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I so. I mean, let, let, let's, you hear me to recap this every every episode. What did you think of this issue, Siobhan? It was so much fun. Yes.
0: Come on, it was so much fun. Tom Taylor has such a good voice for so many of these characters. He's so funny. He writes a killer booster gold, not like the killer booster gold that we recently saw in That's Batman. Right. <laughs> um, his Jaime is like great. There are some really great funny little things like in um, a scene where we see the new sort of I suppose, the new Titans Tower in the Cord Industries building where Booster's living. There's like a box and it's full of Booster Cold memorabilia, action figures, and his um, Guardian costume from 52. Oh, classic. Yeah, like just some cool little, cute little references. Easter eggs. Yeah, definitely. You sneaky... So, hilarious man, Tom Taylor. And I like his starfire. I even like the way he writes Lobo.
1: Yep. So, yeah. Metron
0: so, shows up.
1: Just as Blue Beetle's about to be re- re- um, recruited, uh, Lobo shows up and um, blows up Chord Tower um, and then uh, kidnaps Blue Beetle and uh, takes him to collect uh, his bounty from Orion. Metron. Metron, sorry. whoops.
0: Um, my favourite bit is when... Booster Gold steals um, the Justice League's jet and he's like, I don't really know how to fly it and then sets off an alarm and is like, I don't know how to turn it off. Everyone just deal with it. Yeah. Well they're flying through space with this alarm going off the whole time.
1: So great. Um, that was funny. Batman has Brother Eye going on. Yes. He's he, he's living with Catwoman they're dating. It yes. actually works.
0: Oh, wow, that's crazy. That would
1: be so funny if Injustice 2 did the wedding between Catwoman and Batman. Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor, you've got to do it. Just do it. Tom, Do it right. Do it. Javon just. will find some other nerds I to know. get married. <laughs> <laughs> <Gets> comics. <laughs> Maybe I they'll do it again. Yes. Renew your vows again. Renew your vows
0: again. Come on, Sonia and Kevin. Um, I like it when Jaime sees um, Metron for the first time and he goes, Whoa, that's a big chair. And Metron goes, Yes, the Mobius chair is big. <laughs> like, just, I don't know.
1: Wait, so ja- oh, it's not Jamie Rares, it's Jaime? Well,
0: I, I have heard people say Jaime because he's okay, like, right.
1: Blue Beetle. Let's just say Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. Cool.
0: Anyway, I love it. And it's because Metron needs, Jaime mean, to save the universe from Red Lantern Starro. Oh, yeah, it?
1: that's right. Red Lantern, yeah. So yeah, that was who, who we met at the, in, in the last issue. I love it. I love this. I reckon you could just happily just trot, trot along reading yeah. this as it comes out. But I would also yeah, I recommend go you going back and reading it because it's so much fun binging all the older issues.
0: It's so silly. I loved it. Good job, Tom.
1: You read a Harley Quinn issue as well? Uh,
0: yeah, well, I did because okay, I got a retailer email about it. Um, So, sometimes when new writers and stuff take over on a series, they're like, it's not a number one issue, but I'm starting and it's going to be a different take on the whole thing. So, please, please read it. (laughs) Um, So, Sam Humphreys sent around one of those emails. And so, this is now written by Sam Humphreys with art by John Timms, colors by Gabe L. Uh-huh. Which is Beatle. Backwards. Interesting. (laughs)
2: A um, anyway, I
0: thought this was, I was like, oh yeah, cool. I could read this. And then it turns out I couldn't. The only bit that was good was um, Harley Quinn refers to Granny Goodness as Judge Judy. And I thought that was funny. <laughs> um,
1: that's it. I, I can't wait for you that's to. That's literally the only bit that I enjoyed. For you to encounter Harley, um, Tom Taylor's Harley Quinn. Yeah. Because he does such a good job of that character. Like, that, I feel like I find Harley Quinn's solo book just insufferable. Because yeah, she's it's, really annoying. Yeah.
0: I know that's like part of her thing, but I don't understand why anyone likes it.
1: Yeah, and he uses her, like like she's in, she has a lot of dialogue in Injustice, but you never, she's not annoying, or when yes. she is, she's annoying to the characters, is not to the reader. Funny? Yeah, she's funny, yes. Fuck, that's all you need, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, she's a tough character to write, I guess.
0: She really is. Yeah.
1: Uh, so final DC review from us is uh, from the Young Animal imprint, Shade the Changing Woman, issue number five of six. We are one issue away from this series finishing forever, which is very, very depressing. Cecil Castellucci um, on writing, with art by Marley Zarconi and Kelly Fitzpatrick on art. Sorry, on Colours. Um, and uh, basically, Shade has uh, buried her heart in the desert, and uh, she's trying to get her heart back.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. What else? This is a new new thing that Siobhan does now. <laughs> it's <laughs> new. You developed it last week. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I'm so sorry. It's like, yes, just became too exhausting this to say.
0: <laughs> Very tired. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it's so hard to sort of... F- explain what's going on in this book so much of the time cause so many threads are now starting to come together like megan in this new boy's body really fucking trying to fuck everything up and all the stuff with rack shade in the madness realm yep. and that's a horrifying realization that he's been like it's kind of like a never meet your heroes moment i suppose
1: yeah um and we always get great back matter in the young animal books, um, but it's never really directly like followed on from the main story. Yes. And so the back matter of this one is, uh, what's his name, like Teacup or something? Yeah, Teacup. Teacup. Um, and what's the alien guy's name? Basically, Shade's Lone Shades', boyfriend. Shades ex, ex-boyfriend has become a Green Lantern. And so this is like him escaping uh, from captivity mm-hmm. because aliens are outlawed on Earth. Oh, no, I Teacup's the girl. Sorry. That's right. Um and uh it's just really, really cool. I'm yeah, yeah it's 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 a great package. It really and is. The shade always has been and I think this is this is the, the really, really the, the, the hardest one to lose. Yeah, absolutely of all the series.
0: I'll be sad. I'll be sad when it's finished.
1: Yep. Um so uh that's it for DC. All right. I guess we want to talk about Marvel. My next Marvel? uh the oh man
0: man okay i love this book
1: the immortal hulk issue number two written by al ewing with art by joe bennett and fucking unbelievable alex ross covers yes um and this is like you know the pitch for this i was like oh i don't know about that sure okay is uh hulk as a horror character um but it is like a uh, uh it feels
0: like a like 90s english vertigo horror title to me that's how this feels
1: yes um, and
0: like the best possible version of
1: that. Totally. And except it's got the Hulk in it. So basically, it's Hulk. yeah, it's Bruce Banner kind of wielding the Hulk as a weapon to people, to people who deserve it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. while he's not the Hulk, it's him kind of like living day to day. And, you know, he has very little money to his name. Every time he mm-hmm. hulks out, he loses his clothes. So he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's, it's hard to be him. Um, and, like, the small pleasures in life that he takes, like a diner breakfast and yeah. things like that. I th- I, you know, the great little moments like that. And then he, when he finds out of something horrible in, in a small town and he goes to deal with it. And in this case, it's someone else who's been affected by um, gamma radiation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, it's, like, this, uh, like yeah, like, neon radioactive mm-hmm. father who mm-hmm. tried to save his son and killed him. And now his son's radioactive body... Is buried in a town, so anyone that comes to visit him also gets like like radiation dies from poisoning. radiation poisoning, and it's like super. It ends on a really fucked up note. Yeah, and it's great. It's so good, guys. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not, it's not like scary horror. It's no. it's, it's real throwback fifties kind of era horror, like Universal Monsters yes. kind of vibe. Where this is
0: the kind of shit that the Co- Comics Code Authority <laughs> was created to deal with.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I really, really love this series. I, think I love it's great. the
0: shading so much. Like the, the, I don't even know what you'd call like Just the pencils and the, like, the hatching and stuff is so... Yeah. I
1: don't know. It's good. great. And my dream is that he gets like 12 issues. It's just all one shots with a slowly linking thread of the cops trying to track him down. I hope so. No crossovers with any other Marvel characters, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. And then, and then this is just a thing that exists on its own. I would love that. Um, That's my dream. And then when it finishes, he just gets to do another horror book with another Marvel character. Yep. Because he's got a great grasp and I like think there's, there's a lot of cool ways you could do that. Absolutely. Really, really good issue. One of my favourites of the week, for sure.
0: Agreed.
1: Uh, Earth's mm-hmm. Mightiest, Avengers, uh, Mightiest Heroes, The Avengers, issue number four, written by Jason Aaron with art by Ed McGuinness. McGuinness. I said McGuinness. Sounds more fun. That's nice. That uh, nice. <laughs> and uh, uh, Still have Ed
0: McGuinness, but p- I'm, I'm, I'm increasingly growing... I grow weary of this book
1: uh Paco Medina and uh, inks by Juan Velasco with Mike Morales, colors by David Curiel. We already reviewed Justice League. It's pretty much exactly the same except uh,
0: with She-Hulk and Thor.
1: Yeah, I, I think with with this I'm I'm I I'm less likely to drop it because I love Jason Aaron and he's never really steered me astray so far. I just think the fact that this is like double shipping maybe yes, is harming yes. it and it's just like he's really really padding out the story that there's still not an Avengers team yet and all the characters are kind of separate. Loki's motivations are kind of cloudy. I don't really understand. Mm. I mean, like, Loki's
0: motivations are always cloudy. Yeah. There's a bit where, uh, like, Savage She-Hulk and Thor make out. That's because cool. Because Hulk goes, Hulk is warmest one there is. Yes. Great.
1: I enjoy Yeah. They, 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 again, great character great moments, moments. But the overall story is just dull.
0: Yeah, to be honest, I, like, really, like, skimmed this. I didn't read most of the dialogue. Yeah. Because it's pretty
1: boring. Um, but, yeah, it's them. It ties into, like, the the Avengers 1 million BC or whatever the fuck mm. it was. Um, it's kind of cool. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with this <laughs> one. I'm, 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 I'm and, and hopefully it'll get good soon.
0: I'm going to hear what you think about it and over the next couple of issues. And okay. Um,
1: um, hunt for Wolverine continued this week with weapon lost number no. three written by Charles Soule with, um, Charles Soul, sorry, with, uh, Matteo Bufagni and uh, Jim Chara lampedus Nailed it. Um, and, uh, yeah, this was a, a, a. This is the book where Daredevil, um, the the dude from the Inhumans, Frank McGee, <laughs> McGee, Misty my Knight, favorite Frank McGee, and Cipher are trying to track down Wolverine, um, a motley crew if there ever was one, and uh, they track down a Wolverine, a cyborg version of Wolverine.
0: I did not know that there was a cyborg clone of Wolverine called Albert, and for that I am thankful.
1: Yeah, and this issue, you know, wasn't whatever. It was fine. It was, fine. It was pretty good. Uh, yeah. there's one more issue of this to go. They're all doing four issues. And then there's another Hunt for Wolverine series coming out. It's going to wrap it all up with all great. the characters in it. Yeah, It's a one shot. A one a one shot. shot. Oh, thank Fuck you, Jim. Just goodness. one issue. Cool. All right, great. It's so dumb but because there's the then there's a return of Wolverine miniseries. Very, very cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gave a second issue of Scotty Young's Deadpool run a shot. Um, and this was a bit of a step up from the first issue um, in which uh, De- Deadpool is like the one thing that can save the Earth from a celestial attack mm. um, with art by Nick Klein. I really enjoyed Nick Klein's art actually on this uh, on this issue. Um, and yeah, basically the Avengers have to kind of make amends with the fact that, you know, Deadpool, sorry, Deadpool sucks and they've got to try and help him. Um, try, try, try and like get him on board basically the jokes still aren't that great but the story was a bit better but I think I'm good you know I, 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 this, this definitely got better but it's still not a, not a comic for me
0: yeah I didn't even pick it up to be honest
1: what did you pick up um,
0: I read Astonishing X-Men issue 13 first issue of a brand new era written by uh, Matt Rosenberg oh shit I know who fucking writes literally everything with art by Greg Land
1: Oh, no. Yeah.
0: And I think I probably would have enjoyed this if it was illustrated by someone else. But That's, it wasn't. What, so a, what a
1: crazy thing to come to the conclusion of. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but this is like, uh, it's, what's 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 Havoc's name? Alex Summers, trying to put together a team. But he's like this, like like all oh, Matt Rosenberg characters. And I know Havoc has been like sassy in the past, but now he's sassy again. Um, and it's like, he's trying to put together an X-Men team. And Kitty's like, you can't do that. I legally own the rights to the name X-Men. And he's like, you can't stop me. And he just goes and it's like upsetting everyone. And it's classic Rosenberg. And it's classic not for me. So sticking with it then. Absolutely. No. Um, and then I read also issue 31 of um, X-Men Gold. Because it had a hilarious cover where Colossus was trying to reach through Kitty's, I don't know, he's phasing. Chest. His hand is phasing through Kitty's, Kitty's chest. It's hilarious. I thought it was going to be more like of dramas. No. Nope. Keeps going forever and ever. So Rachel Grey is being fucked up by Mesmero. He's in her head and making her think that it's Age of Apocalypse again. And then Kitty's like, I still don't want to marry you, Colossus, but I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end. It's, really, um, it's not that good. It was fine. <laughs> it was absolutely Fine, but I will not be reading any
1: more of it. Did I see correctly that the um the Rogue and Gambit series is called Mister and Mrs X? Yes, it is. That's wonderful. That's it just It sure great. is.
0: I can't wait for that. Let's Kelly talk Thompson about. is a gift.
1: Let's talk about image books. Uh, I got a couple of them. How many did you read? A Couple. Three. Let's talk about Prism Stalker. Let's
0: do it. God, this book, I love Prism Stalker. This book's real good. It's really good. Every How time. How fucking incredible is that cover? How yeah. Incredible is that cover.
1: The the art on this, which is it's written and drawn by Sloane Leong, and she does all the own colors as well. Um, the only thing she doesn't do is letters, which are by Ariana Mayer. Um, Ariana Grande, the letterer of this one, crazily. Um, but this is oh, about...
0: That's not even a joke. That's just a person's name. Yeah, yeah.
1: But imagine Ariana Grande.
0: Imagine if she was like, in my spare time, I also letter comic books.
1: Just one. Prison one. Stalker. Just one. <laughs> um, and anyway, yes, so Prison Stalker is a, a crazy space nonsense book. Um, but yes. But it has a lot of heart to it because the main character... Is just constantly out of her league and hurt trying to help people and, and just trying to be good in this horrible battle world that she can't get a win in. Yeah. Um. And it's very very trippy visually, story wise, everything. It you know, you it it doesn't hold your hand through any any situation. Nope. It just throws you in this thick cosmic nonsense. But yeah, uh, I really really enjoy it. There's something so vis- visceral and and uh, and cool about what this book is doing and it's unlike many things I've read in the past.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad you're on board with it now because it's it's so exactly what you said, different and weird and people are turning into sort of uh, killing machines made of crystal and wow. So it's so gorgeous and interesting and it's all about sort of identity and mothers and daughters and uh, I love it.
1: The closest thing that I could uh, compare it to, I don't know if you've said this before, is Brandon Graham's Profit. Yeah. Have we said that in the past?
0: Uh, I don't know if we have, but it's a good it's yeah. a it's a good thing to say. <laughs> it definitely is. But uh, I think yeah. it's probably almost a bit more linear than that. It's you reckon? More, I think I think it is more easy to understand narrative-wise. Sure.
1: Than like, yeah. Um, than profit. But if that if that's a hole that you need filling, oh, I brought it back. Oh, good lord. <laughs> President Stalker may, may may putty that hole for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have uh, the twenty-second issue of Paper Girls.
0: Love me some Paper Girls.
1: Uh, I love describing what happens in an issue of Paper Girls. That's for sure.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: and that's why I'm going to let you do it this week, Siobhan.
0: So our heroes are in the future, joined by a future version of one of them from the past. <laughs> and they're in the future trying to solve their cancer, also figure out if they're gay, also figure out if they're dead, also have puberty, also, um...
1: Also try and stop the sun from someone they met in the past who's now the tyrant of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is an insane book. Uh, again, written by Brian K. Vaughan with art by Cliff Chang, Matt Whist- Wilson.
0: Matt Wilson. My, my word. Beautiful colours. What this colours? One.
1: So great. And, uh, it, it, this is like, it's so funny, we complain about Nonsensical cosmic bullshit in uh, in some comics, but then th- this, this is th- grounded. Nothing nothing delivers more like what the fuck moments yeah. than this than like this book does. But it's you know you are you're so grounded by these these relationships that it and, it, and it's something happening to them. Like when the, when crazy shit happens, these guys go oh shit, something crazy happens. When it happens in Justice League or Avengers, they're just like same shit as always. Yeah. Like <laughs> who gives more a fuck fucking
0: lanterns Yeah,
1: great, yeah. Um, so you, you just, you react the same way they do. Cause you're just like, Oh, here we go again. Yeah. Whereas this is just like, like the stakes feel enormous yes. and Personal. bullshit crazy.
0: Yes. And it's also like, I, I feel like the things that Brian Bourne does that are the most kind of revolutionary and exciting are the things that you almost don't even notice. Like the fact that there's kind of only one male character in this. Huh. They all, it's all girls. It's all women. And it's,
1: you're right. Pleasantly refreshing. To it, should it should be called Paperman. Should uh, be called Paperman. I love this series. It's great. You should all be reading it. Absolutely. Um, did you read the Last Siege? I think this is no, this No, I think me- I missed it. Yeah, Megan was uh, was filling right, in for okay. you. I was like, I have no idea what. You this did was. a great job, Megan.
0: You did a great job, Megan. Uh, You're better than me.
1: Last Siege is a uh, an image book uh, written by Landry Q. Walker, Justin Greenwood on art, Eric Jones and Patrick Brosseau, uh, and uh, it is just a straight up medieval book. Mm-hmm. Um, which this issue, um, I've. Just learnt that it's about the introduction of gunpowder to the West.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: And uh, yeah, you have uh, yeah, a, 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 um, uh, basically like yeah, the death of a, of, a, of a like a, a, a turn of turn of a new new monarchy, um, and someone this awful character who's kind of become the villain is going to become the new king. And just as he's about to uh, behead someone who's a new a new visitor to town, uh, it's revealed that this visitor who's come from like the Middle East, I think. Uh, is actually in line to become the king. Okay. Um, and so it's basically him, the, the the guy who was meant to be king, who's been ousted, um, and was was about to be taken to, to be to be killed. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. He's basically overthrows his would be prisoners, uh, probably not prisoners, uh, captors, captors, and uh, and and it's him teaming up with with the other prisoners to take down this new king. Um, but the new king has gunpowder on his side. Right. So it's really, really As cool. Up. The art's great. Um, the best thing about the first issue was that it did a lot of showing and not telling. Mm-hmm. And this one was a bit, comparatively, way more dialogue heavy. Yeah. But there were still excellent action scenes that uh, that, that mm. definitely allowed the art to tell a story. Um, and uh, really, really cool uh, characters in this one. It's good. Oh, I, it's I, I, I really enjoy this. I'd recommend uh, catching up because this, yeah. this is one that you'd enjoy a lot. I actively
0: would like to. I read uh, issue three. Death or Glory by Rick Remender and Bengal. Mm-hmm. Um, you stopped reading this because... Because a,
1: a cop shoved a, a chili pepper, chili pepper up, up the butt of another cop yes. while he was handcuffed Which to was the roof.
0: was the moment where I went, yes, please.
1: please for me. <laughs> she was. You, I said, I don't want to read this ever again. And Siobhan said, I'm going to read this twice.
0: <laughs> I'm only going to read this <laughs> for the rest of my life. Um, but this was a really, really good issue. We get like really solid background for our lead For the chili character. pepper. Pretty chilly, bad
1: you find out where it grew, where it
0: grew how it feels now, what's up with some guy's butt, what's going to happen next. No, we hear all about the history of our character who was sort of brought up outside of mainstream society in a sort of commune of truckers who don't, you know, they don't have social security numbers, they don't pay t- taxes, they just work and live on the road and are free. And <laughs> um, she was brought up and homeschooled by her mom and her dad and her mom was killed in a horrible Um, gun accident and she marries someone who's bad for her and now she's got a it's like a revenge story against him um, and kind of taking down his drug empire and it's like super fun and like compelling and I love Bengal's art so much it's so it's like a really um, like full on Disney animated movie (laughs) yep and I love it
1: imagine if in Coco one of the characters
0: (laughs) (laughs) were drug dealers and got shot
1: and got chili peppers up their butts
0: that's exactly what it is, and I love it.
1: Um, so, final image book uh, is uh, issue 181 of The Walking Dead, um, written by Kirkman and art by Charlie Adlard. Um, and I am just—I don't. My brain doesn't even work when I read this now. I'm just—I just—it's
2: autopilot. I
1: autopilot. I'm just reading it because I've read 180 issues of it. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not not enjoying it, but I also—it's not enjoying. I'm not it. compelled. <laughs> I'm not compelled to, to share my thoughts or anything that happened when yeah. I talk about it afterwards. But I'm still reading it. That's the update. That's my review.
0: There you go. Uh,
1: put it on the cover of the next one. I'm reading this. <laughs> uh, over to other publishers now. We're selling with the Dark Horse book through Burger Books. Uh, the got the finale of Incognito Renaissance, written by Matt Johnson, with art by Warren Police, which I just think was just like a really, really solid miniseries.
0: Absolutely, and really perfectly finished and wonderful story.
1: And it was a, the precursor to the original um, Incognito series that mm-hmm, came mm-hmm. out years ago, which now that I've read this kind of like uh, uh, prologue to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to read the the original series for our next uh, graphic, graphic novels episode. Hell yeah. Um, this is just really great. I love Warren Police's art. I would yeah. love to see him show up elsewhere because it's just like, again, like like solid. is just the, the word I use to describe this book. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's about a man who, a black man uh, in the... 20s. 20s, um, who passes for, who can pass for white. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, he does so by like, you know, like basically making himself look like a white man to access areas that uh, black people, people of color are not available, are not don't have access to yeah. in the 20s. Um, hence he goes Negro. Um And uh, he meets an actor who uh, is like him, um, mm-hmm. is black, but passable for white. And it's the only reason she has a career. And this is basically about uh, her kind of trying to keep her, her secret, safe from the rest of the world so she doesn't lose her career.
0: While um, also solving the murder of a friend of theirs whose book was stolen and published under a white man's name.
1: It's an amazing story and it wrapped up yes. so well. And so satisfyingly. So, so satisfying. Um, and uh, the ending was really sweet too. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: And it's nice to have like an ending which is a bit kind of, it, feel, like it felt very cathartic because you. it's the sort of thing that you don't think, like if this. if this had genuinely happened in the 20s, probably justice wouldn't have been served. And so it's nice to sort of have this... Almost like in a, even in a fictional way, just be like justice was served totally, and, and it was right thing happened, and it
1: wasn't served through revenge either. Yes. I feel like so many comics are just like, and then he shot the bad guy, and yeah. now the bad guy's dead, and now
0: it's fixed.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is really, really, really satisfying yeah. read. Um, highly recommended incognito renaissance. Great series. If
0: you like noir comics, if you like black and white comics, if you like good comics.
1: Yep, very good stuff. Uh, Assassinistas issue ah! number six also had its final issue this week. Ah, bummer. Like a really, really good issue, but I wasn't expecting it to end so so soon.
0: I hope that this same team gets to come back and do more books with these characters because I just one hundred percent fell in love with every single part of this.
1: Uh, So this book, Gilbert uh, Hernandez, this fucking much uh, written by Teeny Howard. I like that she is credited as a lyricist. Yep, Um, cute. The art is by Gilbert Hernandez. Colors by Rob Davis. Um, And uh, yeah, it's basically about like a a team of uh, female assassins. years after their, their careers end as assassin assassinistas mm-hmm. um, and some of them are starting families but, you know, basically one of them tries to bring the others back into the game um, and uh, one of the sisters in assassinistas brings her son and her son's boyfriend mm-hmm. into the game with her and uh, it was a great, like, there's, there's some beautiful moments of parenting in this yeah. in this issue.
0: Yes, all those, like, little throwaway comment, like, the conversations between um, Tyler and his dad where you sort of see his mum noticing the things that she hasn't been doing and the parts of her son's life that she's been excluded from because she isn't attentive enough yep. like it was just really clever like really simple little storytelling moments the way you don't have to say it you just have to
1: shout yep definitely uh, so it's a great series and I I' totally recommend but yeah for me it was I was like bummed out because it really felt like they had so much more they could do with the series that, yeah. that they unfortunately weren't able to.
0: But a perfect mini-series. <laughs> Everyone buy the graphic novel of this. It's so good. It's yep. going to... I hope I hope this sells really well in graphic novel. It's probably going to be a Queen's Book of the Month. Oh, definitely. Because I great. just loved it so much.
1: Great um, Marguerite Sauvage, Sauvage yeah. uh, B cover. This there is
0: nothing series. I love more than a... Tough pregnant lady holding a gun. Totally, that's a, it's my that's favorite a genre unto yeah, itself. It absolutely is.
1: Uh, Valiant this week gave us Val Actually, no, we're talking about things that f- the, the finale. So I should talk about Jazz Maynard.
0: I can't believe I've missed the entirety of this um, arc. Jim I'm is
1: is the trade of Jazz Maynard Volume Two coming out in in uh, very soon. Hardcover Hell coming up yeah. very soon. The first hardcover is one of my favorite things on the shelf. Uh, Jazz Maynard is an excellent comic by um, French cartoonists and writer uh, Roger and Rale. Um It is about a, uh, a man from Barcelona um, called Jazz Maynard, who's an amazing fighter and once was the best thief in the world. Mm-hmm. And this sent this this he's lo- like a sexy Catwoman volume. Isn't Catwoman by definition sexy? Yeah, but he's a, like sexy, a sexy male, male Catwoman. Cow. He's a sexy Cat Man. Um, Jazz Maynard uh, is, is sent to Iceland uh, and basically goes up against like white white supremacists uh, with the aid of uh, some uh, a secret society of soldiers from Iran uh, yep and right. just like brilliant thing that's kind of tapped into the history of, of, of him as a character uh, and this was like if if uh, if the f- first volume was this like really well put together heist, with like all the kinds of twists and turns and a narrative that like, was like, like, you know, lots of like, Oh my God moments. Mm -hmm. This was just a pure action movie.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um,
1: and, uh, this, this final issue in particular had some amazing fight scenes. Um, this is one of my favorite series ever. I'd love to do a deep dive with you when you, when you've caught up on the series. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. So great. Jasmine and I out through, um, uh, our good friends over at Lion Forge and Magnetic Collection. They're not actually friends, but I love them a lot. And, uh, I would like them to be my friends.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Valiant this week gave us Valiant Hyde, number three. Um, what a
0: joy this book is. What a, a treat. What a treasure.
1: <laughs> super fun mini-series in which all the Valiant heroes are in high school, uh, written by Daniel Kibblesmith with art by Derek Charm. It looks great. It is great. Um, and uh, It's
0: funny. It's sweet. It's about puberty.
1: It's also a great guide to the Valiant characters, if you aren't totally familiar with them. This is actually a really good way to learn who they are.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, and uh, this is a good issue. Solid issue. Yep, loved it. Finally, I tried to read issue two of Judge Dread Under Siege, which is uh, kind of falls in the same trap that the Lieutenants of Metal, New Lieutenants of Metal, mm-hmm. falls in, where it's like I love everything about it, but I don't love the product. Yeah, this is a Judge Dread book written, written by Mark Russell, who did gave ah. us Flintstones and um, love Mark Russell and uh, Snagglepuss recently. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just I don't know what it is; just nothing about this clicks with me. So I'm, I'm going to drop it. I think.
0: Fair enough. Good
1: job. going to have to end the the, the episode on a, on a bummer note yeah, what like a that. Bummer. What what a bummer. What a fucking bummer. Fuck. Look,
0: I'm going to say something really quickly just to bring us all back up again. Thanks, please. I'd appreciate it if you did. Uh, Tokyo Tarariba Girls is the best shit ever. I'll be talking about it in a graphic novel episode coming up soon.
1: Tokyo Tarariba Girls.
0: Yes, it is by the creator of um, Princess, Princess, Princess Jellyfish, Jellyfish Akiko Higashimura. Higashimura. Um, Anyway, it's about being 33 and not being married yet and being a lady in Tokyo and drinking too much. And it is full of some of the best moments of physical comedy in a comic I've read in a very long time.
1: I was the first thing that you said, 33. But then I wasn't any of the things after that.
0: I am all the other things. So together, we are one Tokyo (laughs) Tarariba girl.
1: Um, I'll have to check that out. You've got a great little stack. What's this?
0: Yeah, Claudine. I have some great comics to talk about in the next graphic novel episode. Claudine by Ryoko Ikeda is essential reading. Well,
1: if you would like to hear us talk about um, even more comics, you can Mm -hmm. do so by signing up to our Patreon and uh, getting access to a whole bunch of bonus episodes, uh, most recent of which was a, uh, a... half hour long review of the entire series of uh, Kill or Be Killed by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips a really really fun episode to mm-hmm. do and uh, we'll be talking we'll be doing that in the future when uh, series that we love come to an end
0: absolutely Nate and I were also talking about doing a quick Patreon exclusive episode where I talk about my feelings about the Ledger Awards <laughs> which I went to on Friday night oh amazing I wish I could be there <sighs> I don't feel good about it
1: okay okay cool all right yeah. that's that's great Sounds good. So patreon.com slash serious issues podcast if you want to hear some exclusive material. There's more than 10 hours there of uh, extra bonus episodes that you can uh, get immediately just by kicking us a couple of bucks each month. Uh, and we'll be doing a graphic novel episode, I guess, next week, provided we oh. get here on time. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on Facebook.com slash Serious Issues Podcast or groups so Facebook.com slash groups slash Serious Issues Podcast. We're on Twitter at Serious underscore underscore issues and individually at Siobhan CBG for Siobhan mm-hmm. and at Lev Dog for me um, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can send us an email, Serious Issues Podcast, Serious Issues at KingsComics.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a goddamn mess over here, Siobhan. It's a mess. Um, and uh, next week I'm very excited for some comics absolutely I have Always. a list in front of me but just in general I'm excited just
0: in general uh, comic books
1: um, David is this, is this looking next week's it. list? Who yes knows? it is anything um, good? I did Xena say- issue 6 oh no I don't want to read that
0: um, um, um.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's God, it. there's literally nothing that's the there's the only, nothing I want. that's the only comic we're talking about next week is Xena issue number 6 Plastic um, Man 2 Uh great
0: X twenty three issue one. Oh, that's Great. That, that'll be fun. Uh, that's it. That's all I'm excited. There's about. a bunch of I think there's,
1: there's a- a- Amazing Spider Man number one. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're not excited for that one? No, no, I just forgot about it. Um, and uh, we get what else have we got there? Bloodshot <laughs> Salvation issue eleven. Plastic Man number two. Yep. <coughs> I
0: actually already said that.
1: Before. Did you? Whatever. Superman number one. Yep. Did you say that already? No. Very right, good. Go. Uh, Issue two of Nancy Drew. Will I stay on board or will I drop it? Let's find out next week. (laughs) See you next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mmm!